This is a Mr. Thrive Media production. Hello, small business warriors. I'm Joel Volk, and welcome to Small BizCast, where twice a month I explore the lives of small business owners to dig a bit deeper and expose strengths, weaknesses, ideas, and challenges with blemishes and all. As I look back at my years in business, I remember that there are many, many times I needed a lawyer to just poke their nose in and take a look and see what they could do to help. Sometimes I just needed advice on a lease. Other times I needed to have a contract that a customer wanted me to sign or a vendor wanted me to sign and I wanted someone to look at it. Sometimes I had to worry about employment law. Other times I needed to change my corporation, make partnership agreements, things on that level. So I'm very proud that we are sponsored by a firm that specializes in these types of things for small businesses. Coincidentally, it's called the Small Business Law Firm. Scott Williams is the principal attorney at the Small Business Law Firm. He's the go-to guy for anything related to small business matters. I like to think of them as the Swiss Army knife for your business. So when you're ready, and even if you're not ready, keep it on hand because you might be ready sooner than you know, call 855-5-BIZ-LAW. That's 855-524-9529. Ask for Scott, mention the Small Biz Cast, and remember they're a great resource should things get ugly. I'm very excited to bring you Darren Perlmutter of Healthy Pet. Darren is a natural running small business well. His four-unit chain at pet shops are thriving because of Darren's passion for customer service and his ability to elevate his employees. As you listen to this interview, I hope you'll find comfort in knowing that you are not alone. Hopefully, you'll learn something while finding inspiration and ideas from the people I introduce you to, like Darren. Hopefully, you'll laugh a little too. Hot dog, it's a wonderful life. Oh, just envision uh, young Darren, who's, you know, you've been just like, what, 15, 18, 20 years? Uh, on my own, 17 in June. And then you worked in a pet shop, managed a shop before then, correct? Yeah, for eight years. Right. So 25 years you've been running pet shops. Yeah. yeah. Right? And when I first met you, you were about 25 or 28 years old, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 25, 20. Uh, I was 25. No, I was like 23, 24, maybe when we right, met. When I, yeah. When I first met you, you were very young and you were really impressive. And I remember, so if you're 42 now, what would 42 year old Darren Perlmutter say to 24 year old Darren Perlmutter? That's what I'd like you to envision this to be. You're kind of like a hamster on a wheel. You never get off. You own a small business. You're literally running your small business. Even when you're sleeping, you know, you wake up and you know, like a hot sweat and like, oh my God. I forgot to do this, or I forgot to order this, or I forgot to, you know, I forgot, I gotta pay this bill, or, you know, so, you know, I think if I were to, if I were to tell myself, you know, when I was younger, what I would probably say is, don't sweat the small stuff, you know, don't, don't let certain situations bother you. That's the biggest right. thing that I battle every day is like, oh man, I wish I'd handled that better. Wish I did that better. I wish I, you know, helped this person differently, or I wish I was, you know, more mature, or, you know, uh, little things, you know, just, trying to keep things in front of me, you know, like, especially right now with this COVID-19, it's kind of taught me a little bit, like, okay, you, there's so much going on, so many small moving parts, you got to keep it in front of you. you know? Right. Uh, so, so for the purpose of just sort of starting this off, that that's really valid and important. Um, I, I just want to, I'm going to give my impression of what I think healthy pet is, and then tell me what, I, where I, where I, where I miss. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. So healthy pet is a small chain of family-run pet shops, full-line pet shops with everything but the pets themselves, mm -hmm. right? So you carry all the hard goods, all the medicines, all the vitamins, toys, everything that someone who wants to be a responsible pet family owner would be, correct? And totally. then staff are all 
very well versed in the different types of nutritional products available and they're good at advising clients and unlike what you might get at Costco or the markets or what you might get online you get advice you get people human beings who want who care about you that they're they're fostering the relationships is there anything I'm missing 100% no I think that's that's pretty well said <laughs> okay so how that's you're outnumbered right 100% so how do you deal with that first of all uh, why, why are you outnumbered and now how do you deal with well, I think we're outnumbered because, you know, there were, you know, we're four small businesses where, you know, Petco, PetSmart, they have thousands, you know, even some of these, even some of these other stores that, you know, might come across as like a small, you know, store, small store feel, they're owned by equity firms or, you know, they have like a bunch of private equity behind them or they have, you know, 50 stores, but they might look like they're really small, like a healthy pet or, you know, but they're, they're, you know, you can tell their merchandise different, they're, they look cleaner. Um, but those stores, you know, they, you know, they have so much more behind them with it, with us. It's, it's just us. It's just my wife and I and my family. And so we are outnumbered, but in the same sense, we're kind of like, a, you know, we're kind of like a, a, a token, you know, might, might say, because we are kind of unique and we don't look like a cookie cutter when you walk into healthy pet it's not like this looks like you know a, a family run store you know it's not glamorous but it's clean and organized and stocked well and but it, it doesn't have a feel of like a machine right I, I think i've been in all four of your stores if if not i've been certainly in three of them yes and, and they do not look alike but they do look here's what they have in common they're really well supplied Thank you. At the same people working there all the time. So there's continuity when you're, when, when you 100%. store, you know, the guy or the young, the, you know, you know the, the, the woman or the man that's helping you, you know, them after two or three visits, there's familiarity, correct? Totally. And what else? Um, and you do have some big business attributes like gift cards and you have the um, rebates on food and. Oh, totally. And are those all sponsored by the pet manufacturers or that you subscribe to or well, do you do? They, they, they used to be um, and then they kind of started initiating this um, brilliant program called Astro which we we have you on um, for your pups um, it's great but we pay for it so we pay about uh, 50 to 60 dollars a month per store and then our companies honor the the bags we give away but you still have to factor that factor that into the price or factor it into the, the product that we're selling or, you know, the, the thing is like with that, it's, it's customer loyalty is huge. People will stop shopping with you over, you know, over price any day of the week. It's, it's unbelievable. You might know their kids, their, you know, their kids and their kids, kids names and, you know, their whole family. And you, you know, you, you consult them when they, you know, they lost their, you know, whoever, but if you're a dollar or two higher than, you know, whoever, you know, go down the street. So that's why the Astro or frequent buyer programs that we use are such a huge asset to what we do. And okay, we can compete with them or even do better. Like, you know, online, you know, Amazon, Chewy, Jet, none of those companies can offer what we offer in a frequent buyer card. They, they never will, they, they can't. And so it's, it's really pretty unique that we're able to offer that. And, and all the small stores are offered that, you know, those small, you know, stores are allowed to to be on that platform. Now that we're going through this COVID-19 mm -hmm. 
blunt force trauma to business. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. It, it. I know what it did to our company. I can't imagine what it did to retail since people aren't allowed to go outside and now we're really relying on online purchases. First of all, are your stores open? Oh, absolutely. We're open. We're, um, we're there to service people. You know, we are taking, you know, um, orders, you know, over the phone. Um, we're taking orders in person. And how much of an in, how much of an impact are you, sorry to interrupt you. How much of an impact are you seeing on your, on your top line? I mean, we, we were, we were jamming for like two weeks, you know, when the first started really hitting, we were, we were just, it was great. You know, we had people coming in from left and right, you know, Costco was out of dog food. Costco was more worried about toilet paper than they were about dog food. And so we were able to really capitalize on a lot of that business. But now that people are either number one stocked up or just afraid to leave their house, right for, you know, right for reason, you know, it's scary time. Um, it's really, really put a clamp on business. It's definitely like, you know, come down, but we're there, we're, we're servicing people and we take pride in it. You know, my employees are, are, you know, amazing, you know, wonderful people that, you know, are, you know, absolutely taking a, you know, a, a chance, you know, getting sick themselves um, by servicing our clients and our communities where we, where we live and where we work. And we want to make sure we're there because, you know, we love our pets like they're our family. So we're not, if we're not taking care of our pets, then we're not doing our job. So we're going we're gonna to stay open as long as we're not, we're not closing. You know, they're going to have to drag us out. <laughs> how, how are you keeping your staff? How do you keep the, first of all, how do you develop them into the good people that they are? Do you, do you have training for them or do they? I, I beat them. I beat them. You beat them? Yeah. I'm Flog them? Absolutely. Uh, I no, wish that worked. I know, right? That would be good if it did. Be good. Just, you no, know, it wouldn't. No, no, it wouldn't. It would be bad if it worked. You know, strong, strong tactics, you know, like the mob. No, 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 no. We, we're, well, first of all, we, Healthy Pet is kind of like a family. You know, everybody that works for us, you know, my wife and I, um, you know, we treat them like family. You know, we're, we're there for them on a, an emotional level, on a financial level, on a, you know, a, a friendship level if we, you know, uh, can attain that. You know, um, after the year, you know, after all the years that a lot of them work for me, they're practically like family. So, you know, um, we, we really just try to take care of them on a financial level, but also on a, a level of, you know, care and, you know, sin, being sincere to them and really, you know, giving them a, a real place to work. You know, retail in general, um, along with the pet stores, they're not meant to be a career job. This was right. never to be a career job. My parents... My mom never wanted this to be a career for me. Um, she always wanted me to go back to college and, you know, be, be the successful somebody, you know, no one ever plans to, for you to be, you know, own or run or manage a pet store. And so financially it's not set up that way or, and it's not set up that way to be, you know, you know, glamorous. So we do our best to obviously financially um, be on the, higher end of the industry, you know, when it comes to wage, we do offer medical and dental benefits and um, chiropractic care. And we also offer, you know, pay vacations to managers and we do some really unique stuff, bonus structures and all kinds of things I've actually learned from you. <laughs> um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, do tell. <laughs> yes. Um, we, we use a bonus structure um, for our employees to incentivize them to to promote more things, not to necessarily sell more things, but to ask more questions. And, you know, I mean, we're in a business, this is a business. It's not like right. a, 
you know, we're, we're there to make money, you know, and there's no disputing that. But today know, when I called you, um, mm -hmm. we called to talk about the, the episode a little bit and, um, and you interrupted me to help a customer and you sounded, it's so funny that you would never know from what I heard that we were experiencing a pandemic that's keeping people from coming in your store. You, they're, 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 the customer asked you questions and you tried to give them some advice as to a better way to do something that they were already doing. And it just sounded like business as usual on, on that level. And I was curious, do your employees, do they do, they do that too? Because you're such a natural at it. I would like to think they do. Most of them do. I have, I have a few that are really um, freaked out by this pandemic and that they're, you know, they're, they're, they're holding tight, you know, I mean, so much that I had to bring my, you know, 14 year old daughter into work for us um, because we've lost a few people. Um, for you, you, you lost them. They quit. They didn't, you know, no, they, they, one, 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 I, I told to stay home because she's, she's sick in general. And I oh, just, good it's best you stay at home and you know we'll we'll handle the we'll handle this you know without you and then one of them she uh she decided uh it was best that she stay home and um you know we said okay you know whatever whatever you want it's uh your choice um so we're a little shorthanded but you know we're you know we're doing what we have to do you know and that's that's part of owning a small business you you do what you have to do you have you been negotiating your renegotiate your rents at least partially with your landlord? Uh, I had, I had one landlord tell me straight, uh, we are not going to give you any break in your rent. I said, that's fine. I said, give it to people that need it. I mean, we're in business. We're, we're still running. We're still, we might not yeah. be at a hundred percent, but we're operating and give it to people that need it. There are restaurants in our shopping centers that are dead. You know, they're right. not in business. Might as well not, you know, not be in business. So I said, no, that's fine. He was, he was pretty adamant. I said, I wasn't asking for me. I was really just curious to see how this would handle. And like, I'm, you know, I've never seen this in, in all my years of being alive. I've never seen it. I was I'm really guessing that was your Canaan location. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the landlord's a great guy. He's actually our best <laughs> landlord. Ironically, he's a really good guy. And if he listens to this, I really like you, Monty. No. <laughs> he's, a good, he's a good guy. Um, he's actually really a fair person. He's been really good to us over the years. We've been there. <laughs> years so it's not like he hasn't been but it's just it's funny because he's like no don't don't expect any decreases or or right. uh, discounts said, no it's fine I said I don't need it I said I was just curious for the, the restaurants I really frequent the bakery next door and get lunch there and they're super slow and I said you know I don't know how people are going to last and he goes right well, I would imagine that they're struggling in the first place I, oh they are totally yeah. they are and he said they're going to take care of them so I said that's great I said I mean, that's I was talking to a local restaurateur in my neighborhood. Um, he's just really taking to-go orders only as well. He should. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he, his rent, we were talking specifically about his rent, and he was, he, he, he's not getting any break at all. And, and uh, it's a thousand square foot. He's paying like $4,500 a month for the thousand square wow. foot. And that's a lot of breakfast burritos you have to sell. To yeah, that's a lot. Even on um, a good day. And I was talking to him about using Facebook to kind of promote the neighborhood and using other types of social media. And I'm curious, are you doing anything um, to oh, yeah. let people yeah, know you're we, there? What, tell me what's working. Tell me what your challenges are. Tell me how you're overcoming those challenges. I want to hear what I, I, survive. You're, you're, you're doing well during this crisis. A lot of people want to know how to do well during this crisis. Help so, me. 
you know, luckily I have a wonderful employee, one of my managers, he does a lot of our Facebook stuff. Um, and, and we do something called spot on. It's a email blast um, that we use it's a, reward, a rewards program that we use. And he, he puts out a bunch of emails and he does a bunch of um, Facebook ads and all kinds of great things. Very witty. Um, he's, he's wonderful. He's great. And the people love him. He's my manager in Agra and people love him, but he also puts up these great posts and, and, you know, we put out uh, one on Facebook, letting people know that we have four locations. We're not closing. We are hundred percent here um, and we deliver. And so we've gotten a ton of love on that. I mean, 20 or 25 shares, I think 120 likes. I mean, just a lot, a lot of love. And, you know, we use Facebook a lot and Instagram and it's helped. And so, but it's been really, really good having that Facebook post out and letting people know, hey, we're here, we're a small business um, and we're here to help you. You know, we're small, we're, we're um, human. We're not um, a bunch of robots like Amazon. Um, we're delivering, we'll deliver that day. You know, usually there's a minimum. We've, we've cut that down drastically. Um, and you know, it's a small delivery charge and we'll get, you know, we had one on Friday, we had 25 deliveries. We, I think everybody took a delivery. I mean, we just all stepped up and, you know, did what we had to do. I mean, you know, I can't say enough um, about my staff and what they've done during this crisis. I mean, just, they've been amazing, you know, stepping up and taking care of people, and, you know, and well, that comes, just, that comes from the leadership. So that's really good. What, thank you. what, what other challenges uh, have you been able to overcome with this? Um, you know, really just putting people's mind at ease. I think when people come in, it's like, Hey, you know, don't come in. If you're worried, if you're into that, that, that age bracket, or you're concerned at all, just stay in your car. We'll do it all from the car. You know, we'll right. go you know, we'll drop it in your car. We'll drop it off your porch, we'll whatever it takes. I mean, this is the kind of time that as Americans, I am proud to be an American that we need to stand together and help each other, you know, and business owners, people, we're all people. We all need to help each other. And I think that's what's really been great about this is that we've all done our best to help people. And, and that's what we do every day. But I think more people are starting to see that, that especially small business, but especially what we're doing at Healthy Pet is really trying to help people and make sure that they're covered. And we've, we kind of foresaw this four or five days before it happened. Um, not to toot our own horn, but we kind of felt like, you know, you could feel it. You know, you could, the grocery store started getting really hit. This is going to come to us one of these one of these days, especially if they shut down the the country or you know state by state. And so we started ordering in a little bit heavier, kind of. We always have a, a very good stock, but we've really done a good job of keeping ahead of things. And you know, a lot of people don't realize, but in in our business, everything dog food weighs a lot. <laughs> so right. in order for us to get our deliveries, our companies only have so many trucks. So many go out a day. They route them. They, you know, these scales that you see on the freeways are legitimate, you know, they, they, they charge, you know, they find you upwards of, you know, who knows how much, I don't know exactly how much, but they charge you a lot of money if you're overweight. And so, you know, we, that's been a struggle, but we've kind of, you know, so, you know, kind of just worked around it, you know, and try to keep everything in stock, get, you know, get the things that really sell and limit people if they, you know, no one's really, you know, I, that's the one thing about our customers. I can't say it for everybody, but a lot of our customers have been great buying one, two things that we've told them, look, we're not, we're not leaving. We will not shut down. So there's no need to panic. 
you know, right. you know, with panic in other sectors of your life, don't panic here. We're going to, you know, everything's going to be okay. Right. Good thing Dom's going to use toilet paper. Oh God. I actually, well, sometimes I wish it was toilet paper. We'd probably <laughs> talk through, but, but let me yeah. ask you this question. Um, I know that when I've been in situations like this, uh, I've, I've collaborated with my, my, what would ordinarily be my competitors, but sometimes a community of competitors help each other. Have you been able to, uh, to utilize any of your, your colleagues in that, in the business? I mean, we have a good relationship with most of the stores around us for the most part that are locally owned, which is very little nowadays. But when we don't have something, we've always kind of taken that approach. If we get along with the owner, the, the store manager to, to send them their way, we don't want people to be out of stuff. We just don't want them to shop online. That's our biggest competitor. Right. You know, look, you want to shop local by all means, we'll send them down to, you know, another store near us or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, we, we try to have a good relationship with everybody because, you know, hopefully it'll come back to you, you know. If I call up today, when do you, when do you deliver? Today. So, so, so better than what I can get online. hundred percent. That's every day. Right. Right. But even now you need it. You need it more now because people are so worried that they're not going to be able to get what they need. That's why everyone's freaking out and going in and buying, you know, a hundred, hundred, you know, containers of toilet paper. You know, that's, that's why people are doing this because they're worried that everyone's going to take it all. So you know what's ironic about this, Darren, is that you, um, you're describing your business operation under this crisis situation almost exactly the way you would describe your business operation under normal conditions. It's almost 100%. like asking a fish, how's the water? And the fish says, what's water? You're, yeah, we give good service and we do what the customer wants and we do it fast and our price is competitive and our staff is great. And it's always been that way. So we're just, we've been ready for this all along. Yeah, that's what you should do. I mean, lesson here for, the, uh, for other people in business in terms of how to run their business. Calm and cool under pressure. You know, you look at some of the great <laughs> sports, you know, they don't, they, don't, they don't freak out when, when they're getting, you know, rushed. You know, you shouldn't freak out in a time like this. You know, I mean, right. listen, I'm, I'm breathing air, man. You know, I'm not dying. You know, we're good. You know, I mean, this is the time where you can shine. This is the time where people can come at you and say, wow, you really handled this beautifully. And, and I'm going to continue to use you. I had a, a nice, very nice older lady call up on Saturday in a Newbury Park store and she goes, I usually buy my dog food at Costco. I said, okay, no problem. I won't hold it against you. She started laughing. I said, I said, what, what can I do for you? She goes, well, I need some dog food and I, I need, I need it delivered. I, I'm in that age bracket. I said, no problem. I said, I'll have it delivered to you later. Like we're, we're pretty jammed, but I'll, I'll, I'll deliver myself. And she goes, really? That's great. I said, I get off at six, you know, I go, do you, you know, I said, do you want me to put it away? You sound a little, you know, a little elderly. She goes, yeah, that would be great. So I, I put it in her garage and I put it in her container and she goes, she goes, you have a customer for life. I said, well, that's great. I said, that's, that's awesome. She goes, I really appreciate you accommodating me. I said, well, that's what we should be doing. Right. She goes, yeah, she goes, you're right, but you got a customer for life. I said, well, great. And, and that's the way, as far as I, as long as I knew, that's how you've always done things. That's how you should. Where did you learn this? Uh, I was, I was pretty fortunate. Um, my grandfather owned a shoe store when I was, uh, when I was very young and so I watched him and I, I, it's funny, I, looking back, I, I really remember him selling shoes to people and he had this really, um, wonderful charm about himself. And he was, he was a very tough man. He, he, he lived through World War II and he, he was a wonderful man and, uh, but really, really strong minded, but he had this very, very sweet, calm demeanor about him and charm about when he dealt with people and how he, 
he helped them with their shoes and you know it was it was very hands-on business because when you're you're selling someone's shoes you're you're touching them you know you're putting their shoes on you're feeling their feet it's a, can be very awkward i mean to be honest and he, well i'll never let anybody sell me shoes again <laughs> <laughs> but he did it in a way that it was like you just it was okay it was like cool you know yeah great and he he got down on his knees he would help you he serviced people and i remember that and i was a little little kid and he had this great store in Sherman Oaks. It was awesome. It was great. And he had this beautiful back room. It was immaculate. I mean, you could eat off the floor and they had shoe boxes for days. I mean, you literally looked around. It was like shoe, shoe boxes everywhere. And I go, man, you, you know, he had two of everything. You know, he wanted right. two sets. He gave you two sets. You know? and, but I remember that. And I remember him being fully stocked. And I remember him being just really charming and really, you know, caring. And he cared about his customers. And I always sat in with me. And so I went to go work for... Um, two brothers, when I worked, when I worked on my, you know, I worked for them for eight years and a great experience. I learned a ton from them too, how to service people, how to stock things, how to make sure you had enough in inventory and just sure people had what they needed. You know, my old boss would tell me if you have one on the shelf and somebody buys it, what about the next person? You know, so you always want to have two or three, you know, four, even if it's something you saw a lot of, and I always sat with me and, you know, so I think it, I, I, I'm, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I definitely can learn and I definitely can pick things up. And I definitely really, really, I'm very like, um, I guess I try to be intuitive and I really try to make sure like I'm watching and listening when I'm, when I'm around somebody that really knows what they're doing. It's like, I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to watch this. Right. So when I, uh, be, believe it or not, before I was in the uh, copy and printer business that I spent 34 years in, they started when I was 23, before I was in that business, I was in a different business and it happened to be the tropical fish business. I remember. I was a service company and I, and I, at the end of, at, and after about seven years, a, a customer of mine offered to back me in opening a, a, a fish store, a tropical fish store. And together we bought one that was for sale and we went to the, when we, when we went to the inventory of the store, I was, I was working the store and I went down the line and they had like, uh, I remember they had uh, on, the, on the pegboard, they had one net, a six inch long handle net. And I remember saying to the owner, why do you only have one? And he said, well, we only sell one a week. And I'd say, well, how can you sell two? And <laughs> you only have one, how can you sell two? And he looked at me like, huh, like an epiphany, like, oh, you have to have inventory to sell something. And I, exactly. I'm this, you know, smart ass 22 year old kid. What do I know? Right. What do no, I know? No, no, no. You know, it makes sense to me. You got to have enough product. You got to have, more, you have to have capacity to do more business at all times. Totally. And so I did that with labor, by the way, in the copier and printer business, I wanted to have, be able to respond, have my technicians respond to service calls quickly. So you couldn't, if I was doing six service calls a day and that's good for, for two guys, I had to have three guys, because I needed to be able to respond quickly to the new customer who never met us before. So they can totally. say, you've got a customer for life. And it seemed like a business lesson that is so basic, but very few companies get it. And uh, I learned mine working, buying that tropical fish store. I could never understand how he just didn't get it. You had to have stuff on the shelf. And when I walk you you've got an abundance of stuff on your shelf. Oh yeah, no, we do. Yeah. We're stubborn. That's the one thing I've learned over the years is that People are really stubborn. You have to be willing to listen, you know, listen to your customers, listen to your, um, your reps. If they're, you know, really good, we've got some great ones that I listen to and you gotta be, um, 
you know, listening to, you listen to your customers, you know, if a customer comes in and goes, look, I come in here every week and I buy one of these a day, every one of these a week. And you're, you only have one every time I come in, that doesn't make them feel really great. That doesn't make them feel like confident. Help me understand this logic. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to my, you know, when I was a little boy, I remember my grandparents taking us to the farmer's market and, and we'd go to the, there was always a pet shop in the farmer's market. And I used to, couldn't wait to get in there because I wanted to look at the fish and I wanted to look at the puppies and I wanted to look at the turtles. And you don't have any livestock in your business. What's, what's the logic behind that? Why don't you? Well, there's so many more restrictions now. And um, that's one thing. There's a lot of restrictions on what we can sell and what kind of animals we can sell and what we want to sell. And to be honest with you, kids are the driving force. Um, and having my own, you know, trying to get them to feed the dog at night is, even though they love them, is hard enough. Kids don't want animals anymore. They're not as into them. So, right. you know, they're the driving force. That, you know, the parents don't come in and say, I want a, you know, a two foot lizard and feed them every, every couple of days. Or, you know, it's the kids that drive them <laughs> in. So the kids aren't driving them in. You're not selling reptiles or you're not selling animals and you're basically a petting zoo. Yeah. Okay. Well, we were... When, when I had the fish store, we used to give free tours to the neighborhood uh, grammar school. And we, we would give every kid a goldfish and a coupon. I bet those parents loved you. Sorry, it was this evil trick because the, night, the nights after we did the tours, the parents would come in with their coupons and they'd have to buy, you know, the fish bowl and the, the fish. Oh, yeah. And then every once in a while, you get the guy to buy the aquarium and become a real hobbyist. And it was just this marketing thing that was totally really worked for me back in the day. And awesome. I, you know, it was fun to play with the kids and talk to them. And but you could tell when the parents would come in, they were like, "Yeah, you son of a bitch, you gave my kid a fish. Thanks That's for the awesome. gift. Yeah, thanks <laughs> so, a lot. Thanks a lot for that gift. But it was it was fun stuff we used to do." I used to love kids, kids, kids love fish. That's the one thing they still are into is that people right. fish tank in our Newbury Park store and the kids love it. They just go around to it and just are mesmerized by it. It's really cool. Right. So what's the future for a healthy pet? What's the future for retail? What's, what's your future? Uh, future's bright. Future's bright. Um, you know, I think uh, if this, you know, uh, pandemic taught anybody anything, you know, uh, let's deal less with online companies and more with small business. I think that small business will come out ahead on this as long as small business is smart and takes care of people and is listening to their customers and, you know, helping their customers bring them back in, you know, and you got to push them in the right direction too. Um, right. But the, the future is bright. The future is bright for us. As long as we continue to do what we've always done, um, we'll continue to do well um, because, you know, online can't compete with our great service. Can't compete with, you know, when you uh, say um, listen to your customers, so do you have do you, do you survey them? Do you do any anything that we don't necessarily survey them, but we do ask them a lot of questions. I that's the I taught my staff uh, to do a lot of is ask questions, listen to people. You know, we're we're married. I listen to my wife all the time. I try to, and I tell my employees, really? listen to your customer. Yeah, really, I know. <laughs> right I'm going to ask Neely if that's true. yeah. She's right here. You can ask her. Uh, but no, <laughs> but. but I always tell people, you know, like we're here for you and we want to know like what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. If we're doing something wrong. Tell us, right. you, know, you know, what do you want? What, what would you want? What would you like other than, you know, obviously 
everything at cost and, you know, just give me a free bag of dog food. What, you know, want, you know, what products do you want or what do we not have that you're looking for? You know, we try to make sure that we're there for people and give them what they want. And that's why we're in retail. I think the, the best thing I could tell anybody is just treat people the way you want to be treated. It's a simple, common, you know, thing that we all should do. And it's, that's why I've, I've kind of patented my life and my business is try to treat people the way I want to be treated. You know, if you treat well, people well, they'll, they'll most of the time treat you well back. I know you for a lot of years. And I think that I've heard you say that many, many times. I think that's absolutely been your mantra and probably the secret to your success. And the odd thing is it's really not a secret. It seems like common sense, but a lot of retailers, a lot of people in business don't quite get that. Um, that's what we struggle with all the time. People who are customer facing to, to let them know that, that, that the customer is really just a reflection of yourself. And just so just how would you want someone to answer your question if you asked it the same way? So that's yes, 100%. Sounds like good advice. The Thousand Oaks store is where I'm at in the mornings a lot. So I'll give you that number. It's 805-494-3524. If you're familiar with Thousand Oaks, we're right on Teal Boulevard. Um, right on the main drag, right before Herbs. Um, we're at the oldest shopping center in Thousand Oaks. Still looks like it, but what it looks like inside is a lot better than the outside. But you, you've been pretty yeah. a long time, but it's the original shopping center in Thousand Oaks. And um, So I, believe it or not, I've got uh, listeners, because we get, we get these stats. We've got listeners uh, in four countries in Europe. That's amazing. Uh, and a lot throughout the United States. That's okay. I just want you to know that, but I'm, the reason I wanted to bring you on is because retail is such a challenge and you've, you make it look easy and you do it in a way that is human. It's not, uh, it doesn't look manufactured. It looks, it looks genuine and whatever you bring, whatever you bring to it uh, permeates down. And I think for those of us struggling in small business, especially now, we need to know the basics, the basic elements of what makes us a, a retail person successful and I think those elements are universal and you are a great example of that. So thank you for being on the show, Darren. It's been a, nice to know you all these years. Nice to see you grow Absolutely. young punk to this uh, guy you are now, 42. <laughs> Time flies. Makes me grandpa. Thanks for being on the show. Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Over the many years I've worked at Mercury Document Imaging, we've been solving business problems using technology. And now we have this new reality. Employees are working from home and companies are trying to stay relevant and efficient and have accountability for their employees while doing so. The big problem is that the cyber criminals are working from home too. And they have been doing this longer and know what they're doing and know what vulnerabilities you've created by kind of throwing this together quickly. So now that it looks like we're gonna be here for a while, it's time to think about this. I want you to reach out to my company. We'll either help you or refer you to a partner that can help you, depending on what the vulnerability is. But the first thing to do is start with an assessment, make sure that you're protected, and then find the weak link. So please call us, 818-782-1221. My extension is 25913. But call anybody at the office. We're all happy to help you, and we want to make sure that we don't have any more problems that we already have. Thanks. On our next episode of Small BizCast, I'm going to bring on social media marketing experts, Ulof Creative. Sharon and Hank are the experts behind Ulof Creative, and they will teach us how to make the best out of social media, especially now when we need it more than ever. So here's a sneak peek of our next episode. We feel that as business owners, we have to give back to the community. We make our living from, the, you know, from businesses in the community. 
and from the community and we have to give back. This is the stuff we do in the community. Without us, this doesn't happen and this is why you support us. You have to take the responsibility to be a business. I hope you'll agree that Darren was a great guest. I know I learned quite a bit. I want to thank you, our listener, for supporting Small BizCast. You've supported us by sharing us to your colleagues, by liking us on Facebook and Instagram. Some of you have posted our episodes on your Facebook pages. It really means a lot. I really appreciate the sponsors, Small Business Law Firm and Mercury Document Imaging. And I appreciate those of you who have sent in comments and suggestions. They really mean a lot. And we hear every single one of them and we take them to heart. Until next time, thanks for listening to Small BizCast. Hot dog. It's a wonderful life.